Hi, welcome to Creative Planning's A Matter of Trust. I'm Chrissy Knopke, and I'm here with my colleague and friend, Annie Rogers, and we're both estate planning attorneys at Creative Planning. And today we're going to discuss issues of being in a relationship but not being married and all the things that that entails with regard to estate planning. And so Annie is going to talk to us about overall decision makers in your life. So... In order for someone to be able to make your health care or financial decisions, you need to have a document in place that gives them permission to do that because the statute says something different than what the document might say. So you need a health care power of attorney that names the people in your life that can make your health care decisions and also on the HIPAA release so they can get access to medical information because statutorily, someone you're not married to or related to by blood may not be able to get access to that information or make those decisions. And for financial decisions, a financial power of attorney would be necessary if you are living with someone and you're paying some of the household bills out of your checking account and you become incapacitated, that might create some issues for that person if they can't continue to do that. Right. So ensuring that if you want your significant other to be able to make decisions, if you cannot, you need to have the right legal paperwork in place. That also brings us to a great point about cohabitating. So common law marriage is kind of out the window in all 50 states. It's just not a thing anymore. So people always have this idea that if they live in a house long enough with their significant other that, oh, we don't have anything to worry about. We're kind of common law married and the house will just go to the survivor. And that's not accurate. So The deed to a house is what controls, and there's several different ways property can be owned. It can be owned in one person's name. It could be owned as joint tenants with right of survivorship, where whoever survives owns that house, or it could be held in what's called tenants in common, where one person owns 50% and the other person owns 50%. And understanding how that's going to pass if you pass away or if your significant other passes away is essential. So if you're not on the deed or your significant other isn't on the deed, they're technically, because again, they're not blood related, aren't just going to have a right to stay, live in that house or even receive it through an estate plan. And it's in common is even more complicated because people think, oh, we're both on the deed. If I die, it's just going to them. And that's not accurate. So a tenants in common is 50% to one person, 50% to the other. And if one of those people dies, then it usually follows either their estate plan or that statute, which would give it to their nearest living relative, not the significant other. So you might end up owning half a house with that person's children or siblings or parents and going through probate. And that can be really complicated and complex. So you can fix that by just having a plan in place and having a beneficiary deed in states that allow for that or having a joint tenants with right of survivorship where there's a last man standing gets the whole thing. Or even doing like a separate trust that gives a gift of that house to the significant other. So there's lots of different options in that, how to title a house properly and make sure it's going to the proper people at death. Right. Or even a right to live there until they pass away and then it can go to the kids. There's a lot of ways to get around that. Next are, you know, banking issues. So without a will or a trust, a way of passing on assets is having a beneficiary on the account. So If you're paying your household expenses out of an account, maybe you have a joint account, you both put money in that bills are still getting paid out of that account. If one person has substantially more assets than the other and are primarily paying for everything, you need to make sure you have a plan in place that if something happens to that person, the bills are still getting paid and things are being taken care of. So you want to make sure you have an account that has some assets that can be used or somebody has access to them with the power of attorney. 
Yep. So when you are in a relationship with a significant other, but have yet to get married, even when you are married, there are some essential planning things that need to be taken care of. Domestic partnership, those types of things. People always tell us they filed for domestic partnership. You're still not allowed by law to do a joint trust unless you're legally married. So it's always just really good to reach out to an attorney to discuss your situation so that if something terrible happens, you're not kind of just left high and dry living in a house you don't own and maybe getting kicked out. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. This commentary is provided for general information purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Past performance of any market results is no assurance of future performance. The information contained herein has been obtained from sources deemed reliable but is not guaranteed. This commentary and the information provided may be considered advertising in some jurisdictions under the applicable law and ethical rules. The determination of the need for legal services and the choice of a lawyer are extremely important decisions and should not be based solely upon advertisements or self-proclaimed expertise. No representation is made that the quality of the legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers.